wonderful people! You're listening to The Self-Care Space with your host, me, Darian MacDonald. I'm a first-year student at Mount Royal University taking broadcast media studies, and I'm a self-proclaimed self-care connoisseur. I hope you're all having a good day, and if not, well, maybe this is the right place for you, because maybe I can help you change your mood around and bring your day back up to a good day. So, Welcome to the self-care space, episode one. Today, I'll be talking about some general self-care things as well as give you some hopefully helpful advice. I'm in no way a self-care or health professional. If you have any concerns, please see your doctor. Now, on to your regularly scheduled program. So I think most people are probably familiar with self-care or at least the idea of it. Even if they don't know that that's the word for it, At least I've always been familiar with self-care. Self-care can be described best as something you do for yourself to improve yourself, either physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. It's just an action you do to actively increase your health. That is it. Self-care is proven to increase mood and decrease anxiety and stress, which obviously already sounds like a great thing. But it's also important to note that stress and anxiety can cause so many health implications if you let it go too far. And decreasing that stress is a struggle for many people, but it's really important to not let it control your life. Self-care has always been an encouraged part of my household. My family always took mental health very seriously, and self-care is an important part of mental health. I remember even as a little girl, spending days pretending I was a princess and pampering myself, which I didn't realize at the time was probably my way of doing self-care as a kid. Uh, One of the biggest misconceptions about self-care is that it's selfish and you shouldn't be spending so much time on yourself. And this is just simply not true. In fact, it's the opposite. If you have improper self-care or you're not healthy, it impacts your ability to care for others, which is not good. Also, you should never feel guilty for doing self-care and taking care of yourself. Never, ever, ever. Self-care is so important, and I think it's a lesson that a lot of people struggle with in the sense that they're not used to putting themselves first. It's a lesson I had to learn myself. You can't put others before your own health, and perhaps that sounds selfish. Perhaps that sounds rude or unkind, but you are your own person first. No one comes before you. Life is too short, as cliche as that sounds, to always put others before yourself. But it's true. There is a time and place for that, and self-care is not one of them. Self-care is one of those things you need to put first. Also, there's many ways that you can do self-care, and everyone's looks different. No one does self-care the same. It's very individual thing. The only way that you can really know what works for you is to try some things out. So, you know, try some things. If you don't like them, don't do them anymore. If you like them, try to do them regularly. You may be wondering what kind of things you can do for self-care. And there's so many options. So I'll share some different ideas with you. Uh, I feel like they pretty concretely organize themselves into six categories, which are food, sleep, social, exercise, relax, and art. Uh, Most self-care activities, I find, can be organized into these categories, more or less. 
for example, something in the food category that you could do for self-care would be make yourself a healthy, delicious meal. That could be something homemade, could be something you wouldn't normally do. Maybe you're used to eating pizza pockets and microwave dinners. So spend a day and go grocery shopping, follow a recipe online, and make something you can be proud of and is healthy and good for you. The next category is sleep. This is probably one of the biggest ones in my opinion. Sleep is one aspect of self-care that people tend to often neglect. According to sleepfoundation.org, kids aged 6 to 13 need 9 to 11 hours of sleep, teens need 8 to 10 hours, and adults need 7 to 9. Sleep is so important, and in my personal experience, I found it makes such a huge difference in your mood, your energy, and everything becomes so much better when you get enough sleep. How much is enough sleep? Depends on the person for sure, but getting the right amount of sleep for you is so, so, so important. Uh, next one is social. I think this is another one that's very subjective. Some people need more social interaction in their life and some people need much less, but having no social interaction is very bad for us. Humans are social beings and it's very important to our health. Socializing can literally be as simple as going on a chat room online if that's what you find most available or comfortable. If possible, I encourage you to talk to someone in person, whether they be a friend, a partner, a coworker, family member, whatever. If you can't talk to someone in person, you can give them a phone call. I think it's important to remind yourself that you're not alone. You might feel like you're alone sometimes. You might feel like it's you against the world and that's the way it'll always be, but that's not true. There's so many people in this world, and there's always someone willing to talk to you, even if you don't think so. The next one is exercise. Exercise is not only good for your physical well-being, but it's also good for your mental well-being. According to Harvard Health Publishing, exercise can significantly improve your mood and happiness. Exercise should be something you enjoy in order to count as self-care. One of the tricky things with self-care is it should never be something you don't want to do. If you don't want to do it and you're forcing yourself to do it, it's not self-care. I personally love to go swimming. I like biking. Uh, I like to do stretches and yoga, just for some ideas. Actually, yoga is a great segue into the next category, which is relax. A relaxing kind of self-care can be many different things. The first thing that comes to mind is a nice relaxing bath or you could meditate, or it could be something even as simple as lighting a candle. It's really important to calm down and give ourselves a moment to come back to ourselves, rather than be so focused on work or other activities. The last one is art, and art is so important. You don't even have to do art, you can simply appreciate it, like listening to music or hanging up pictures. However, you can also make music, write in a journal, Make any kind of drawing or painting or anything you want, really. Even if it's not good, that's okay, as long as it's creative and it makes you happy. Another important part of self-care is being mindful. This can mean a lot of things, but for now, I want to focus on positive self-talk, or some people call it positive mental attitude. This is something that a lot of people really struggle with, while perhaps not even realizing it. It's simply just thinking and talking to yourself in a positive way. Sometimes we catch ourselves thinking badly of ourselves and thinking that 
we are doing things wrong or we are a bad person and essentially bullying ourselves. That's just not conductive to a good mental health. You need to talk to yourself like you talk to your friends. If you wouldn't say it to your friend, you shouldn't be saying it to yourself. Even if you're not physically saying it, in fact, as silly as it sounds, when I recognize negative self-talk, I find it helpful to apologize to myself, like I would any other person. The concrete admission of a wrongdoing makes it easier to recognize and correct in the future. Stress, something we're trying to reduce with self-care, is a large part of our lives, whether we like it or not. Our entire world is revolved around this idea of get education to get jobs, get jobs to get money, use money to live, and repeat. It is just a cycle of work, get money, spend money, work, get money, spend money. And most people do find that very tiring and draining, which is fair. I do too. This endless cycle often results in burnout. And burnout is a pretty common problem that people have. Burnout looks different in everybody, but I can best describe it as where you work and you get so stressed out for so long that you just cannot function anymore and you have a horrible mental crash. The best way to prevent burnout is self-care. Relax, eat some food, go to sleep at the right time, be social, exercise, do some art, do anything that makes you happy. Those things can help with burnout and help you be a better you. I think that often we stop ourselves from doing what makes us happy because society says no and considers it unacceptable. For example, my mom works at a hospital and her and her colleagues, who are mostly all middle-aged women, started buying stuffed animals and bringing them to work as a way of self-care because it just makes them happy and feels comforting to have a stuffed animal at work. Something that's nice and soft and cute and nice to look at and nice to feel. It makes them happy. And my mom, she wanted one. She wanted to buy this stuffed animal to bring to work, but she was worried it was too childish and it looked weird to the point where she asked me if I thought it was okay. And I think that's such a crazy thing because we as people, as a society, have decided certain things are childish or unacceptable, but yet they make us happy. So they shouldn't be unacceptable. If it makes you happy, there's nothing wrong with it. If it's not hurting others, it's not hurting yourself, and it makes you happy, you should be allowed to do whatever you want. <laughs> even if that's bring a stuffed animal to work. Or even if that's drawing a smiley face on a sticky note and sticking it to your wall. If it does not hurt others, it does not hurt yourself, and it makes you happy, do it. In the self-care, people will often set goals for themselves, and I think this is a great idea. But the important thing to remember is that it's okay to fail. Failure is one of the, my biggest hurdles when it comes to self-care. Often, I would set myself goals, and I would always end up failing in the end. <laughs> and once I failed, I would give up. Because in my head, it felt like, oh, I failed, I can't do it, so there's no point in keep doing it. And once I recognized that mindset and that it was wrong and made an effort to change it, everything got so much better. It's okay to fail. That is so important, so I will say it again. It's okay to fail. Let's say you make a goal to exercise every day and you do it for a week and then you miss a day. You may be tempted to give up, but try to come back to it and keep doing it. And maybe sometimes you miss days, maybe you miss two or three days or a week, but come back to it. And rather than have seven days and then fail and never coming back to it, 
you could eventually work up to 30 days of exercise, which is better than nothing, and it's better than seven days. So I will say it for a third and final time. It's okay to fail. Failing is a part of the process. Failing does not mean you're invalid or you cannot do it. Failing just means you have to keep practicing. To conclude this episode of Self-Care Space, I would like to talk about some of the best advice I think I've ever gotten. Choose joy. And maybe you're thinking, choose joy, you can't choose to be happy, Darian, that's not how it works. But you'd be surprised that it kind of is. No, you can't always be happy, but you can choose to be happy. You can be sad and choose to wallow and sink into your sadness, which maybe you need to do that, and that's valid. But I think the best way to get out of that funk is you need to choose to be happy. You need to choose to get up. You need to choose to have a shower. Choose to have some food. Choose to do something. Exercise. Go outside. Anything. Do something. And you will feel so much better. You need to choose joy. I sometimes tell myself to treat your life like you're the main character. Start romanticizing your life. Whenever you feel sad... Try to pretend like it's all great and everything is so pretty and awesome and you're great. Even if it's just pretending, you will find yourself feeling much better. And at that point, it's not pretending anymore. Alright, well, I hope you all had a good listen. I hope maybe you learned some things you never learned, or perhaps you got some ideas that you never had before. Or maybe I was just able to make the last 15 minutes a little less boring. Regardless, I hope I could help you make your day a little bit better. That is all for me. Goodbye and farewell. I hope you have a great rest of your day. also like to give credit to the creator of the opening and closing music the track is relax your mind eight hour stress relief copyright free music by ruesh sounds music provided by copyright free music by ruesh sounds uh, you can find them on youtube if you would like to listen to more